All right. Well, best of luck to you. Uh, go team. I think we're going to take a solid swing at this. Best of luck to you as well. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. Yes, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dubs. With me, as ever, it's Big Sir herself, Catherine Cogart. I'm this... rushing like a river to be on this podcast with you because it's oh, so Russian good river. to be here. No, that's up north. You've, you've gotten that wrong. It's California geography. We're just playing Wait, some games. Big Sur is a river, though, right? No, you're thinking of the Rio oh. Grande, perhaps? It's a geographical area. It's, yeah, it's, it's the Big South. Um, okay. Okay, there's a bit. There's a giant river. There are several giant rivers in the Big Sur. I think giant is totally overselling it. It's mountainous, and so it's it's sort of streams that stream down. Uh, I went camping in the Big Sur, and I had to cross several of those rivers, and they were not fun to cross. I think perhaps you've never been to a giant river, which is not something you could even dream of crossing. Okay, you have to okay, caulk the wagons true. or pay a ferry. It wasn't like the Columbia River, but it was a pain to cross. Okay, fair we, enough. We had to like, <laughs> we did this like zip line thing, and then we ah, had to like car- awesome. like hang on to the zip lines because it was like up to our chest. Well, it was up to my chest. I'm five foot one, so that doesn't say much. But I I have no idea. You're five foot one now. That's shorter than I would have guessed. But <laughs> you're, you're tall in spirit. Thank you. Uh, I think this sounds amazing, and you saying it's a pain to cross uh, just makes me completely further not understand you or your ways. It was really hard. It was the last day. I was sick of camping, <laughs> and it's like we had to do this, the most intense river camping, like river crossing on the last day. It was just... Mm-hmm. We got to power through. Push it push it at the end. Okay. You know? Yeah. Gee, let's see that kick. It's Today, a giant stream. This... Can we say that? <laughs> Weak. Sure. Absolutely. On the Doom to Fail podcast, we're talking about our topic, ironing, uh, bringing in just a, you know, a stream of water, heating it up, and then uh, putting a big, hot, flat piece of metal onto it. I feel like we need a better word for ironing now. Okay. Your suggestions? Uh, clothes flattening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's the best we have so far. We can definitely roll with it. I just feel like we should have been more mindful about naming. Right? Derinkalizing. Derinkalizing. Because uh, it's like iron is, a, is an element and then you have irony. And I feel like that's enough to have in that word space. Let's go somewhere else for mm. the clothes flattening words right you feel like it's a very crowded word space yeah you should differentiate yourself really disrupt the word space and i yeah that's how i feel about it so i think we were talking last week about uh vacuum cleaners and uh, apparently we're doing some kind of suite on uh household chores um but yeah i don't know how this happened (laughs) but uh we're doing a better home and gardens month right yeah (laughs) Well, normally, so normally we pick topics by letting a guinea pig loose in a maze, and then uh, there's there's uh, topics written on pieces of paper which are inside of wads of peanut butter, and whichever mm-hmm. uh, peanut butter the guinea pig goes to eat, uh, that's the topic we do. But apparently, I mean, there was uh, that one time that we did it via turtle race. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we wrote I don't know, a different just... topic on every turtle's back, and who, whichever turtle run the race. Go turtles, go. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the prep that is the Doom to Fail podcast. <laughs> but uh, so we were talking, we were talking last week about vacuum cleaners, which um, 
we were saying kind of seemed like a really sort of early case of consumer marketing where mm -hmm. let's, you know, okay, we got this machine. We have to convince people that they need it, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like the iron is a case where it must, it must have knowing nothing about irons. Uh, it must have been like a little early because it, it is not named to move, right? We call it an iron because, well, it's a piece of hot piece of metal. Um, you, it used to be iron. Yeah. And I feel like, Derinkleizer or derinculator or something like that. Uh, we'll kick this. The derinculon four thousand. Yeah, exactly. That's something that you would see if ironing had become something you know coming up in the nineteen uh, forties. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. I think ironing has gone down in popularity over the years. Well, I think that's probably for the best because it's horrible. It's not that horrible. Don't be so judgmental. <laughs> I will. I think I'm allowed to judge the act of ironing. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I don't think that's overly harsh. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like our roles are reversed for once. That <laughs> you're the one mm -hmm. who's like, I don't know about this ironing thing, and I'm like, well, I don't know. It makes it's interesting. Well, let's okay. So let's talk about let's talk about uh, your ironing habits. So how okay. how often do you have to iron clothes? Very rarely. Okay, so I think that's probably part of it. Yeah. It's when you don't have to iron much, it's not so bad. Dudes have to iron everything. Our shirts are just made that way. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. They're born this way. What about, uh, well, you know. <laughs> it's what you get for Lady Gaga, buying your shirts from irons. Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, they're all made of meat and, I don't know, whatever else, polenta. You know, all the polenta. things Lady Gaga wears. Polenta. polenta dress. Yeah, it really made a splash. Pretty great. Or a squish. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, how do you feel about those, like, men's warehouse wrinkle-resistant shirts? They're good. Um, so I think, uh, I think probably the best wardrobe for me, and, uh, extrapolating out from me, all men, um, is about half and half. You get about half those wrinkle-free shirts because, you know, some days you just need to wear a collared shirt so that you don't look like a slob, mm -hmm. but you don't need to look that nice. You just need to, like, not look like a slob. Yeah. Um, and the wrinkle shirts are great for that, especially if you're traveling, you throw them in a suitcase, you sure. know, whatever. It's not the end of the world uh, if they get any creases whatsoever. Um, and then, but the thing about them is they just don't look as nice. And I really don't know why. Um, but a shirt that requires ironing looks nicer. It's crisper. It's sharper. It's yeah. just very, uh, sure. yeah. yeah. That's, if you uh... want to look stylish, you got to go with an iron shirt. Yeah, it's as though, like... There are creases that a shirt needs, and the wrinkle-resistant shirt is resisting those those creases. Oh, that's so there are good so creases sort of and like... bad creases, just like cholesterol. Yeah. Just exactly. So your uh, your LB crease um, <laughs> and your HB crease. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, it's like the wrinkle-free shirts. They're almost. Um, yeah, they don't they don't hug the lines as well because it's almost like they're sort of ballooning out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't know. There are different body types that can pull that off, right? So, like, a dude mm -hmm. that's already, like, super broad. Uh, yeah, like a Michelin man. Like a Michelin man or like, a, oh, I don't know, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger type could probably mm -hmm. pull off a men's warehouse shirt because they have, they can fill those things out and it doesn't really matter if there's creases or not. Do you think he shops in the, in the at the men's warehouse? No, Arnold I don't think he shops at the men's warehouse. Where do you think he shops? In my heart, he shops at, like, his father's uh, war buddy's Austrian tailor. He goes to Austria to buy clothes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, that makes sense. Yeah. He's homesick. Shirt sick. Sure. Just yeah. Need a little. Only buys clothes once a year. Yeah. Goes to Austria. He needs something that smells like an abattoir or something like yeah. that. Just yeah. Very manly. And, yeah. and like he wants to support his his homeland. You know. Mm-hmm. They need some. Yeah. They need a little bit of an economic boost, especially his father's side of the family after the event. What? The Lipizzaner Stallions don't support everybody in Austria? I don't know what that is. Is that a football You club? don't know about the Lipizzaner Stallions? Is that like a They're football They're dancing club horses. What? Oh. I'm going to look that up after this. Yes, you should. <laughs> they're, they're amazing. They're these white horses that are trained to dance. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a thing. And it's like part of high culture and not like a sideshow. That's, uh, <laughs> man, the world is a really beautiful place sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. I see. Again, you're you're just appreciating things this week. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Well, I think maybe we should. Uh, we should go uh, look up the Lipizzaner Stallions, and uh, and we can be right back in a moment on the Dude Fail Podcast. Uh, yep, give me three seconds. It's a resin. They they use a resin making non-wrinkle-free shirts. Releases formaldehyde? Yeesh. <laughs> Joke about corporate culture making you a walking corpse. Uh-huh. Thank you. Corpse, corpse culture. That's pretty good. Particularly those who have already developed an allergy. Aren't we all allergic to formaldehyde? Isn't it poison? Some people are more sensitive than others. In 2008... The U.S. Government Accountability Office tested formaldehyde in clothing and found that generally the highest levels were in non-wrinkled shirts and pants. What? Okay, so what this suggests is, one, your wrinkle-free shirts and pants have a lot of formaldehyde in them. But two, there's a fair amount of formaldehyde in all your other clothes. Excellent. Uh, the world is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is a real counterpoint to the Lipizzaner Stallions. All right, well, if we didn't notice, we are back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about ironing and, and just the horrors, the true horrors <laughs> of iron-free shirts. I, I want to go back to ironing now. I feel like it's it's okay. just steam and, and metal and things that are understandable. And uh, Yeah, it's the know. industry. It's the industrial revolution you can trust. Yeah, exactly. Well, so so um, so my mom tells this story, right, about she, her one of her childhood memories is uh, my grandma ironing my uh my grandpa's clothes um and the way you did it is uh not a compelling story so far yeah no not really a beginning middle or an end (laughs) (laughs) uh well so you you've used an iron i assume right and it's generally it's uh it's it's got a dial that you can turn the steam up for Mm -hmm. and then and the temperature and then uh, you can also press a button to sort of spray some water onto the clothes for like really, yeah. really nasty wrinkles, yeah. right? I have a really old, um, this is fun. I have a really old fashioned iron. It's like from the 80s. Nice. And it has a little, cool. it's like super minim- minimalist. And it just has like a little plastic bulb on the side that you fill up with water. And it's like oh, a little nice. straight spray bottle that's like sticking off the side. So can it, can it emit steam just 
without uh, spraying? Or do you uh, have to spray? Yes, but it's like there's a lot of like lime or something in like the passageways. So when it does that, it like spits out lime all over my clothes. It's pretty great. <laughs> oh, great. Just uh, that's that that's uh, really getting that starchiness in there. It's really stiff. Yeah. It's it's kind of like you have to um, like test it out on the iron for a while, and then clean off the iron, mm. and then start ironing. Why don't you just buy a new iron? I, I mean, I'm all for you know heirlooms, but I kind of like this really old fashioned weird iron. It's purple. It's got like a cloth cord. It's like it's Ooh. really weird. <laughs> well, I support this absolutely. Um, no, I I like it a lot. But but so that, I mean that, that reminds me of. Uh, my, my grandma ironing my grandpa's shirts because literally it was just like a, a piece of metal without any, it, it, it had not progressed yet to the weird bulb on the side full of lime. Um, and so what you do is you just have a hot piece of metal and a spray bottle and that's, you kind of sprayed, iron, sprayed, iron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of so, go back to that. I mean, go for it. It's, I think it's even more work and I think everything used to need to be ironed more. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason... She was telling me that, all right, so this is obviously weird. Um, so my grandma would iron my grandpa's underwear because apparently it needed ironing. Okay. Um, Dude, okay. That, I just got, that's weird. I want to go back to that, but go on. <laughs> but then in order, to, um, in order to keep it from, you know, sort of just re-wrinkling, uh-huh. I believe she would, this can't be right. I must be misremembering this. She would leave them slightly damp in the crisper drawer in the fridge. So, like, there was just one drawer in their fridge growing up where it was full of underwear. There was no food in there. And then that way you could just, like, pull them out, do run the iron over it real quick, and then it would be, like, perfect. Oh, and then... I could buy that. Okay. Yeah, because so... it's, like, pre... You don't have to worry about getting a spray bottle or anything. Exactly. You and it's in the fridge, so it's not... It's done. Yeah. It's not getting gross. But this is, I mean, I think uh, this really hit home for me, the degree to which automation and, uh, well, let's be honest, a lowering of standards for personal hygiene and care. Yes. Uh, well, have I think really... personal appearance, not personal hygiene. Correct. You're right. Hygiene standards only go up as they tell us we need ever more soaps. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's really, uh, I, th- I think it's actually allowed more, like, Two couple, uh, two working couple households. I totally agree with you. Yeah, because if you it was a hundred percent somebody to just... iron your clothes, and then you need them to like put the iron over a stove, and then wait for that to heat up. You're literally sticking a piece of iron with a handle on it <laughs> and putting it on the stove. This was not that long ago. This is well within living memory. Yeah, yeah. Boy, iron technology is really, uh, really gone by leaps and bounds. Seriously, uh, mm-hmm. I kind of want to put the iron in like the next best one hundred inventions of the twentieth century. Yeah, absolutely. It's it was a, a wonder for the um the, the the women's live movement. You know, it's it's a feminist uh it's a feminist appliance. Yeah, I think. yeah. I, I wonder if the modern iron uh an, a true relationship between uh women's women in the working place and women having careers and doing stuff with their doing like jobs with their days rather than uh staying at home for their husbands and like standards for personal appearance oh that's interesting because i would Um, imagine a big part of the lowering of standards for personal appearance would have to do with like war rations in world war ii and that was kind of the beginning of the end for personal appearance uh, I mean, sort that out for me a little more. Um, 
Like, for so example, women could were no longer like a social pariah for not wearing nylons. Right? Right, you're because they were wearing denim the and a polka dot uh, handkerchief and, you know, <laughs> showing their bicep and saying, we can do it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> what was that Rosie the Riveter uh, uh, slogan? Is it, we can do it? Do you know I what I'm talking was, about? Uh, you can do it. You can do it? Uh, just do it, do it, I think. Just, yeah, swish. <laughs> it's actually the bicep is based on the Nike swish. <laughs> oh, the bicep, the piece of human anatomy. <laughs> it's not the Nike swish, of course. <laughs> Wait, I meant that the other way around. <laughs> no, no, I like, I like no! the way it is. People were like, you know how we should pose like that cool logo? <laughs> the swish uh... is eternal. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, so maybe I, I also want to go back to uh, your reference uh, of women in the working place, which I, of course, I know what you mean. The, you know, I, I think the usual phrase is workplace, but I like working place because I'm not it really good at the talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I love it. It drives home the fact that like it's the place we go to for the working. <laughs> it's like it really breaks it down to its component parts. It's like, well, there is a place, be it a, a room or or a field or. You know, wherever, and we kind of just show up there, and you know, we do things that we don't, you know, that are hard, that we don't necessarily like. Yeah, yeah, but it's okay because it's, then we it's get that place. For it. Oh, the place, the place. Yeah, we should. You know what I'm talking about? Place. That working place. We could do some money getting. <laughs> ah, gerunds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're my favorite. Um, yeah, they're up there. They're, uh, I really like the present tense. Um, so I'm into gerunds pretty hard <laughs> so um so ironing underwear yeah what uh, and it's, why it's well this is this feels like one of the things that like you read in like better home and garden like the first edition as like something you can do for your man do you think it was like mm. make sure it's warm so that when he puts on his underwear he's like ooh, warm you know well <laughs> Or was it actually because you need iron underwear? I, I, you know, I wonder if it was just out of habit. You know, okay, so we talked, we talked again last week in our, uh, our, uh, um, home, home chores suite. We talked about, uh, how, well, you know, how much is the fact that we, uh, vacuum part of a marketing influence? Like, like, it's this idea that you need to vacuum every day, which I still don't really see, but, um. Is that is that just something you were told? And and perhaps, you know, ironing underwear is the same thing. Like, you just get to a point where you're like, well, I'm ironing everything else. I want to be good. I mean, you know, fundamentally, people want to be good at things. Yeah. Uh, and if, you know, your job is a homemaker, then, well, this is one of the things you do. Yeah, I think actually So maybe actually, you just be like, a, I should iron this too. Why not? I think there is another subtle component, component here in that the reason you're ironing your husband's underwear is so that mm -hmm. he, when he opens his drawer, he sees that his underwear is like neat and crisp. And it's like, it's, you're performing for an audience of one almost. Right, um, so right, that right, he right. knows that you are being a good homemaker and you're pulling your weight. Oh yeah, you're right. It's it's a dual thing. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, 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 wow. <laughs> I don't know. You just blew my mind with this whole <laughs> underwear ironing thing. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, you're oh. absolutely right. It's, it's performative in, in two ways. It's, yeah. it's performative in that you show that you are doing the work and, but then, the two of you then go and perform uh, in the sense that your clothes are, are crisp uh, out in the, the the public world. 
At the working place. Yes, at the working yeah. place. So that when your husband goes to the working place, he can say, well, my <laughs> my girl is just the the dandiest girl there is. She's just the cat's yeah. pajamas. Yeah, and he brags. And then everyone else, geez, gosh, I wish I could get a swell girl like that. Yeah. And, uh, uh... and then the war comes and then... <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to clarify, this was all post-war. Just saying. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, this is all, uh... good on your grandma. Yeah. She was, she was a cool lady. Made great pork chops, too. But this is a story for another time. It sounds like she was a great homemaker. Yeah. By, uh, you know... Good at as, her as, job. As near as I can tell. Yes. And with that, with praise... You know, we used to... We used to, uh praise our moms at least once an episode and i think i think it's time we switch to praising grandmas let's uh bring it back i think that's gonna really upset our moms <laughs> <laughs> well that sounds like something that needs to be sorted out between uh the generations of cogurt women and dobbs women <laughs> yes uh we'll we'll all figure it out <laughs> we'll all have a powwow have a little all intervention right. a praise powwow intervention. Time. and uh in the meantime we'll be right back on the doom to fail podcast Well then, we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about ironing. Um, what do you think about those? Uh, hi, I, I really love the act of ironing. Can I just admit that? <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's talk about it. It's a process, right? Yeah. Um, what, do you, what are you generally ironing? Like a blouse or? Uh, usually actually a dress is my most common a thing dress. that I iron. That's interesting because I, I feel like dresses... I don't know. I've never seen anyone iron a dress, uh, but I feel like they aren't ironed things, you know, because they sort of they drape. So it seems like they wouldn't need to be ironed. Well, it depends much. on the material, right? Because I I don't know. I have dresses made out of material that kind of needs ironing, um, mm. whether it's like a flowy cottony dress that can get kind of wrinkly. And that's usually yeah. not such a big deal. But honestly, some of my best like businessy work outfits slash interview outfits are dresses. And so I, I want to make sure those are crisp. And it's made out of that like businessy material. Kind of like, um, right. like yeah. a suit jacket might be made out of, and so it can be valuable to uh, iron that. Like wool? Um, actually, here's some of it right here. All right. <laughs> this I is will the wait. advantage of recording in your closet. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, wool. Wool. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize huh, that. That's was interesting. Wool. Well, now you know. Yeah, wool is the 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 fabric of business. <laughs> Cotton, the fabric of our lives. Wool, the fabric of our, our oh, works. Oh, my goodness. You should tell the wool council about that. Yeah. They would love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. They're hard to find. They're just often in various fields with their sheep. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with the wool council, though, is they really have to change their image if they want to really sell this business-centric motto. 
Yeah, that's true. They, well, I don't know. I like the I I like the sort of a uh, uh, farm to office uh, take. Of... Ooh, I like that commercial idea. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's it's a shepherd, and then you know, cut to uh, a financial analyst. Cut to. I don't know. What do you want to cut to after the financial analyst? Well, I feel like there's two approaches we could take. There's kind of okay. like the, the goofy approach and the serious approach. And the serious approach mm-hmm. is like uh, the the essentially just show the pitch, right? Uh-huh. Idea where you just kind of have inspirational images interspersed with like sheep and business people. <laughs> and sheep like and a, Okay. Like a generic <laughs> sort of business, like, like deep-toned guy talking over it about the importance of human tenacity and inspiration. Uh Trying, so that. working, shearing. Precisely. Every day, the wool council works for you. Yeah, yeah. just like that. Uh, and the other one, you could just sort of own that this is kind of a weird idea and have, like, business people out in a field with sheep-like around them, like, trying to eat mm. their papers and stuff. And they're like, hey, wait, no, but mm. I need Sounds wool. like a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's the Super Bowl commercial, and then there's the, like, uh, GE uh, commercial. Yeah, yeah, the one the one that plays in the interstitials on uh, PBS shows. <laughs> Technically, it's an underwriting spot, so <laughs> so it can't be a commercial commercial. Precisely. I really like the juxtaposition of business people and sheep, though. I feel like there's like this added layer of like wake up sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we get the right editor to work on that commercial, he'll just intersperse like a uh, slaughterhouse with like wake up sheeple, <laughs> like in one second frames or like yeah, quarter yeah, second like... frames. <laughs> You can barely see it. The human eye can just barely catch it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dirty secrets of the wool industry. <laughs> so, um, I think, well, so so for me, uh, a suit jacket, I rarely iron mine. Sometimes, just, you know, if it gets really, really crinkled. But for the most part, mm-hmm. it stays pretty stiff. What about and the, like, elbow? Like, inside the elbow? Inside the elbow. On a suit inside jacket, the elbow that gets studio. super wrinkly. Let me look. I, I'm also in a closet. Let me look at my suit here. Uh, one second. Nah, it seems fine. Ooh, I'm going to have to have this mended. Oh, no. Yeah. A little, little tear in there. Mm. So, um, I don't know. The elbow, who cares? Like, I, th- I think, so I think generally wool. All right. So the reason anything gets wrinkly is uh, all the fibers sort of just crisscross over each other and they, they decide to stick to each other in sort of a microscopic way mm-hmm. that forms a wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think wool is a little less uh, interested in hanging out with itself. It's kind of like cool just being on the straight and narrow. It's like, you know what? We were born straight. Let's stay straight. Yeah, it's, it's... I don't, you know, let's take back. I feel like I'm echoing the whole born this way thing and I don't want to really get into that because I feel like that's just not well, where I was not. trying to get to. I think ironing yeah. wool, it's not nearly as big a deal as like ironing cotton uh, by comparison. But it like it does add an extra little bit of like uh, like crispness, just like that extra little tiny bit. Like it's yeah. fine if you're going just into the office, you know these people. But I think mm-hmm. like I would for an interview, iron my jacket or iron my dress. Right. It's uh, it's that extra ten percent in the hundred ten percent. Yeah, it's the people yeah, know you care precisely. I think people know you care though because ironing is so much work. I really like the process, especially before something like an interview. I find it really mm. calms me. Oh, I agree with that, though. Absolutely. It gives yeah. me time to kind of think about, uh, you know, all right, what am I going to say? Or, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think my suits just, they, they don't they don't hang that much. Perhaps your dresses are, uh, are a little more uh, wonky. Yeah. Wrinkleized. Uh, yeah. It's, it's normally, it's not that big a deal. I don't iron things. 
Yeah. Just to go to no, the it's, office. But it's like if I really want to make an impression on somebody, you know? Yeah. No, it's a moral failing, I think, to be wrinkly. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know, I don't think dudes have this, but I think most girls have like a makeup secret or like a hair secret or like a special shampoo or something that they just sort of keep in their their like back pocket in case they need to like really step it up a notch. Mm, tell me more. Um, okay. I need to know the secrets. Like for me, it's like uh, curling my hair. Like I that's see. kind of like that extra thing I do to just like really, really like pull out all the stops for my appearance. Uh, okay. So I know when your hair is curled that you're really uh, going for it. Or I was bored that day. <laughs> yeah. They both work. Um, or uh, another one, like there's a certain way of doing my makeup that takes a long ass time, but I'll do it. If I like, really, it's a special occasion, like it's Valentine's Day or something. Mm-hmm. It's, all right. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, well, it's not I about liked, Valentine's Day. I, I have no interest in discussing like it. I like to make a deal of Valentine's Well, we were in uh, another Good. country and it was fun. Oh, that's fun. That yeah. is fun. So I do they do I Valentine's well. Days in other countries? Not nearly as big a deal as here. Oh, good to know. Like, I only saw any mention of it in, like, urban centers, and it was not, like, every storefront like it is here. It was just, like, one or two storefronts that were clearly, like, national businesses, or international businesses. International. Sure. Yeah, not the, uh, whatever, the Italian wool council, let's just say. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrate Valentine's Day with wool. (laughs) Well, I think that brings us just about to the end of our ironing episode and i don't know any last thoughts what a let's see you like ironing you think uh like you think wool needs ironing but not as much as cotton cotton's a jerk it's a jerk fabric i don't know why so much is made of cotton we should have a better solution by now polyester really, was a failed attempt it's it, it's really easy to grow <laughs> oh gosh and I thanks feel to like... thanks to the cotton machine who was that mm-hmm, the cotton gin the cotton gin the cotton machine, yeah, that thing, you know. Life is so I'm easy like, now. I'm going to go get some cotton. Just put some money in the machine. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah, cotton's Eli, great. Eli Whitney. Eli Whitney. That's what I thought, yeah. but I didn't want to be wrong. Well, who does? None of us. None of us. And so before we uh, we have any more opportunity to be wrong, we will uh, uh, be people who keep our mouths shut and let others think we are a fool rather than open them and remove all doubt for the rest of the week and then we'll uh hey, remove Tim, all doubt next week what's your project the this week? Fail podcast uh i'm gonna do my best to be quiet i think <gasps> oh good uh yeah. i'm going to embroider silence is golden on an afghan oh that's lovely that's absolutely <laughs> lovely in gold yeah <laughs> that's a very valuable afghan <laughs> All right. Well, I, I look forward to seeing it, and uh, we'll see everybody next week on the Doom to Fail podcast. Until then, that's Catherine Cogan over there. Tim Dobbs is right over here. Bye. Bye.